Hello, this is Peter Jonathan Robertson with the 77th episode from the PJ Archive. It's the first of several interviews I did with the internationally successful Irish girl band Bewitched, who topped the UK charts with their first four singles and went top ten in the US where they toured with Britney Spears and NSYNC. Bewitched comprise twin sisters Idel and Kiwi Lynch, Lindsay R. Mao and Sinead O'Carroll, who began this interview in London in early 2000 by telling me about Jump Down, the third single from their second album, Awake and Breathe. Um, it's just about being in love and you're really excited and you're just kind of jumping around with joy, really. So it's a very kind of happy, uplifting... Young love. Young love song. <laughs> so We're really excited about you it. You didn't actually. really know what it was until they met that person. And it's out on March 20th. <laughs> but, uh, you've, you've already had success with Jesse Hold On, haven't you? Can you always tell which one's going to be a hit single? Um... Oh, it's kind of hard actually when when you when you actually write the song yourself and you you record it and it's your song you, you can't ever really tell whether it will be or not you kind of hope but we never expect it to be a hit we just kind of work as hard as we can and do all the promo and hope it does well is it difficult to match the excitement of your first number one say la vie not really actually well because everybody kind of thinks that we would expect another number one just because we've had we've had four like mm-hmm. but I think um, the excitement of Saint Levy I think was just it was so exciting because we really didn't expect it I mean we were kind of expect we were hoping for like a top 30 but we didn't even expect that and when um, we found out the midweek was number one we couldn't <laughs> believe it we were like oh my god you're joking that's a sick joke and they were like we're not joking and we were like oh and we were roaring crying we were crying we were laughing and we ran up a big huge phone bill and it was unbelievable wasn't it yeah Unbelievable. We can still kind of feel the feeling now when you think about yeah. it. Still feel how excited we were, like. Yeah, having been pop fans, presumably, for quite a few years before you became stars yourselves, it must have been quite odd to see your names at the top of the chart. It was. Um, the day we were watching Top of the Pops when it was officially, like, number one, oh, I think we nearly got sick. We just <laughs> couldn't believe it, because there was all these big artists on, uh, from the countdown down to ten, from ten, all these big artists on, and we were like, we couldn't be ahead of them. We just couldn't. And we were like, no, we didn't. Be- we started not to believe it, didn't we? Yeah. We were like, no, I don't, I don't think it's true. We weren't actually <laughs> expecting us to come on the TV at number one. We were like, no, I don't think we're going to come on. And we did, and we were just like... Even though we pre-recorded it the day before and we knew we had to. (laughs) (laughs) We just didn't believe it. Have you already got tired of playing your old hits like Say La Vie and Roller Coaster and so on? No, we never get tired. I mean, actually, Say La Vie is probably one of the songs that every time it comes on, it's like, yoo here we go again. It gets everyone going. Yeah, it does. And we have performed that song... I can't even count, and it, we never, ever get bored. I mean, every audience is always different, so it's always exciting to do the songs in front of people that maybe haven't seen you before or know the songs and are jumping around with excitement. So it's always, like, really exciting to perform a song. I have to say, I always feel a bit strange when I'm singing Say La Vie because I recorded that so long ago, my vocal is totally different now. And I always feel really strange when I'm going to sing it. I always get a little bit nervous, don't I? I'm always like, we're singing Say La Vie again, it sounds totally different. (laughs) Sometimes we sing songs and we've completely forgotten what we sing in the song. Like backing vocals, it's like, what do I sing? And the three of us would have to sit down and go, I think I sing this part and you sing that part, but I can't remember because you forget. Now, when your first album became hugely successful, were you a bit worried about how you're going to follow it up? We never thought about it. We didn't no. have time. <laughs> no, we weren't. We weren't like I don't think we were. We didn't really have time, as Kiwi said, to be worried about it. We just kind of we were so busy promoting it, and then we were suddenly writing the second album. And we didn't actually stop to think, right? We have to match up to the first album. We were just mm-hmm. doing, you know, just writing songs as they came along and just doing our best, really. Yeah. What was your initial incentive for getting into this in the first place? Was it the music, the money, or the fame? 
Definitely the music, actually. It's nothing to do with money or fame whatsoever. And usually, actually, especially because we're so young, people always say, oh, you must be in it for the money. That must be the only reason, and it really isn't. It's just we've all wanted this since we were very, very young, and obviously separately because we didn't know each other. And when we grew up and when we met each other, we just it was just meant to be. Yeah, it's the music and it's the being on stage and performing and all that goes with it. And that's the same for you too, is it? Um, yeah, singing and dancing, definitely. Because I've, well, I've danced for years, so I always wanted to dance for every day. And then getting to sing as well was just like an extra exactly. bonus, really, doing it both together. Yeah. And it's not, it's not the money at all, but when you get into the business and you realise what money you should be earning, well, then obviously you, wanna, you want to get out of it what you should be getting. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when it's you become quite important. Like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> when you got to the top, was it just what you expected it to be like? Um, I don't think being at top of the charts for your first single, I anticipated that, and I, I didn't anticipate what the feeling was or anything like that. And then immediately when that happened, we were travelling all over the world, and I didn't anticipate that that would happen so quickly either. And um, I think another thing was um, just being really, really busy. I didn't anticipate... I knew we were going to be really busy, but to the extent of like getting four flights a day when <laughs> we're in America, I kind of thought... I well, didn't think that actually could actually happen. Mm-hmm. And really early mornings, like um, every single day, for like three, four, three, <laughs> three or four weeks at a time, and that can get quite tiring actually. So, but I mean, it's all worth it at the end of the day, and you're li- we're all living our dreams, and it like it's a fantastic kind of journey to be on, and the four of us are doing it together. So, yeah, it's always said that it's lonely at the top, but is it different because you're a group? It yeah. prevents that loneliness. Yeah. Oh, definitely, it's 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 just brilliant being being able to share. I'm very tongue twisted today. It's just <laughs> brilliant being able to share. You know this job and what we've always wanted to do as a dream with three of your best friends and have it, being able to have a laugh with them you know they're just in the room next to you and yeah, you know being cool. on a tour bus and having a laugh and it's just yeah. it's amazing it's great it's also if you're having a bad day there's three but there are people there to pick you up and yeah. make it okay I can imagine it can be very very lonely doing it on your own I know I'd say so yeah. but even even to an extent like you know when you when you go to do interviews when you're on your own like if you're not in a good mood or if you're tired and you're not on top form where well you've got to be like with four people sometimes you can hide behind the other three and let them take lead do you know what I mean mm. and you're I'd also say it's really hard on your own if you're not sure how to answer a question as well you can sit back and <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> someone else who's going to go you answer that one <laughs> how much of a normal life are you able to lead a normal life. Normal, actually. Yeah. Apart yeah. from being really busy, like we're able to go to the shops and go out if we wanted to and yeah. see our friends, but it yeah. depends on it's the time that we don't get to actually lead a normal life. We can lead a normal life when we get a day off. Yeah. <laughs> we're actually quite lucky because we don't get hassle from the press and paparazzi and we don't get people following us and things like that. So, you know, it, we can just do really normal things and mm. get on with everything. Well, yeah, but the time, the time really, the timing is yeah. what we don't have. What do you like to do away from work on your days off, the rare days off? Go shopping. <laughs> cinema. Cook oh, dinner. Sweet I know that sounds really stupid, but cook dinner and clean the house is yeah. really makes you relax. <laughs> You're not telling me you do your own cleaning, boy. I'm telling you. Yeah. It's, it's, but it's nice. It is. It's really nice to clean the house and, yeah, and just cook the dinner because it's normal. And you're just like, Phew. I know. I just <laughs> got an apartment actually, and I didn't get a dishwasher in. So morning, lunch, breakfast, washing snacks, and I no, was constantly, I was constantly <laughs> washing them. And I kind of thought maybe I should have got a dishwasher, but I mean it was fine because I'm not going to be there that much anyway. Yeah. And I actually liked, you know, just taking my time, yeah. doing my own thing, and yeah, because when we li- when we lived together when we first started out, actually, I used to love when we when I had to clean, I used to love, and I'd get all into it and you know do the windows and then go outside and do the outside of the windows <laughs> when we're walking man and all, and I used to really enjoy it. You do get into it though. Yeah, it's surprising how much you yeah. get into it. But if somebody tells you to go and do it, it's not as exciting if you do it, if you do it yourself. 
then you can get into it, it and like you enjoy doing it. Feels like it's more than if somebody <laughs> tells you to do it. Yeah, exactly. Now, magazines, newspapers, the internet and so on, they cover every aspect of your lives. Is that very difficult to live with? Um, I don't think we haven't really had that problem. They've kind of, like, magazines haven't really covered our personal life as such. We they'd like to, I think. Yeah, they would, <laughs> they would like to. I mean, they do ask really, they do ask really personal questions, mm. but there's, that's, you control it. You can say what you want to say. Exactly. So if you don't want to say it, you don't have to say it. And fortunately for us, we haven't been hounded with people, photographers following us, trying to get that aspect. So it's, we've been kind of lucky. So is it difficult to know who to trust now? Because people coming into your lives now obviously know who you are as pop yeah. stars. Yeah. I think it's just, it's just something that has to be there in the back of your mind and it's just something you, you're aware of you know whether people want to be talking to you because they really like you or whether they would just want to be seen talking to you you can usually tell can't but you? yeah you can usually tell you know pretty quickly but at the end of the day you know you can't be paranoid about it either you have to just get on with it exactly. does this make it harder to find boyfriends now it does actually because people always say to us you know you're you're so successful and you're all around the world you must be getting boys throwing themselves at you and we were only talking about this earlier on it's actually ar- it's harder for us because guys when they see like a woman who's been successful they actually fear us and they run away from it so we never get asked out no, like never never so it's actually harder to find someone <laughs> and then even if you meet someone in the business you may only meet them and be able to talk to them for 10 minutes and think oh they're really nice but you might not actually see them to take the next step till about four months later like to even mm. take their phone number or give your phone number so it actually it's really really hard to Very find someone long process yeah it is mm. <laughs> you've always said that you never have time for boyfriends any of you when will you have the time it's not it's not a conscious thing that we have said like that we never have time like if we find somebody if we happen to find somebody that maybe can come visit us or yeah exactly you do you make the time for them but um like we haven't had time to actually go and meet anybody at the moment like but we're not looking for anyone either if somebody actually just comes we're not going to say no we'll go along with it do you ever all fancy the same guy no no No. never (laughs) god we may (laughs) we may like think that the same guy is good looking but we never actually fancy the same guy ever what about you two as twins though no we have done in the past when we were kids I remember yeah. actually there was two guys I fancied and Dell got going out with them <laughs> <laughs> and I felt very silly <laughs> I was like oh um <laughs> but no that's we were just kids then hmm. Sinead do you think it's fairly inevitable you'll end up dating people in the entertainment industry Um it is inevitable actually because we're surrounded by people in the music business constantly so I mean you could do but then you could meet somebody outside the business you just never know but um it's probably the majority of us like would probably end up like being with people that are in the industry. Yeah, because they're the ones that understand your lifestyle, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. We were talking about here, you know, who the guys were. I was like, who are they? And we were whispering, and you just hit me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you hit me, did Because, <laughs> um, as Sinead was saying, I think but they're the people you see. They're the people you meet because um, yeah, exactly. everywhere you go, they're there as well, so... But if you're not with somebody like who isn't in the business, then you have to make sure that they understand it. Because it's really hard to understand that sometimes you actually can't pick up the phone in one day and make a phone call. Mm. Sometimes you really can't. But you have to make sure that they understand that or else it just won't work whatsoever. Lindsay, do you ever get excited by the other artists you work with, you know, when you go to a TV show or whatever? Um, as in excited to meet them? Yeah. You know, um, you work with them whatever. I can't say that I do, really. Um, I haven't... No, but there hasn't... Um, I don't, there hasn't really been any. Oh, actually, yes. Um, I used to. I used to be a fan of New Kids on the Block, and there was one show that we did in America that Joey McIntyre was doing the same show, and I did get excited because he used to be my favourite. It was so funny because Kiwi and Lindsay used to be fans of them, yeah. and when we met Joey, like I've never seen these two so quiet in my life. <laughs> he just stood there and said nothing. They were real embarrassed, as if it was like he knew he that he used to hang up over their beds or something. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I was like that. 
<laughs> so it did feel like he knew his poster was on our wall. Really? Did you tell him? Like, no. no. <laughs> I silly. I was like, oh, run. <laughs> you, do, you do be pleased to meet a lot of people in the business that you work with and that you bump into on TVs and that. But I think, you know, you know when people get excited when they meet famous people? Like, we don't feel yeah. like that at all because we just see those other people as normal people just like us being successful in the public eye. So I think that's why it's different. Like. Mm. Do you think that's more so for you too because of who your brother is? No, because the other two are the same as well. Mm-hmm. The four of us are actually pretty much the same. So mm-hmm. I think I think though sometimes I, d- I do get a little bit like why I got very excited actually <laughs> when we did the Royal Variety and Barry Manilow was playing because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really you're a secret really Basil like fan, are you? No, I do. I, I just think he's very charismatic and he's a brilliant songwriter and I and I always admired all his films and you know things that he did and and you got excited meeting Julio Iglesias. Yeah, I got excited no, meeting Julio Iglesias Junior. And do you remember when we were doing? that we were doing a radio show and we had to play a song or something we had yeah. to request a song and you wanted to request Barry Manilow and they were like you can't request Barry Manilow and this or something I remember yeah, it was really funny because of the family connection do you hang out with Boyzone at all or Westlife no. even no not at all actually no. we never see them no I mean we get on well with them like mm. when we see them but yeah. we don't hang out with them at all is it still a great source of pride to you that your brother's in the band absolutely yeah yeah he's done absolutely brilliant Boyzone have done fantastic over the last five six years and yeah, it's definitely, definitely proud of him. You all did that fantastic collaboration for the ABBA tribute. Oh, I mean, yeah. is there any chance of another collaboration of any kind with any other groups? Never say never, actually. I mean, you never know what's down down the line and you never know what you know, propositions might come to the record company or to it's ourselves. Funny. So, you know, it, it's nice to do things like that. It is nice, so never... Apart know. from Barry Manilow, is there anyone, <laughs> you're, anyone you're dying to work with? Um, <laughs> <Barry> Manilow. <laughs> We were just talking about this earlier. Yeah, on, weren't we? I would like to write a song with Bon Jovi. Right. I was actually actually um, recently. I've just bought the Tracy Chapman CD, and I didn't realise how fantastic she actually is. And I would absolutely adore it if I could work with her. She She's with lift, absolutely. She is fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. She is. How easy is it to become friends with other artists? Bearing in mind you're almost rivals in a way. It's quite hard, actually. Oh, no, it is hard because yeah, most most bands think that though. And we're yeah. one of the bands who don't think, we don't look at people and go, eh, they're our rivals. But a lot of bands do think that. They'll walk in and go, we're better than you, or, or they're their rivals, so we can't be their friends. So it is really hard. Yeah. And a lot of bands, all they also go in with the mentality saying, like, oh, they're pop stars, then they wouldn't ever be a real friend to me. I don't get that either, which is mm. not true. Yeah, so it, then it's hard, because if you think they think that, you feel kind of yeah, guilty awkward. giving your friendships to them, because then you're like, well, exactly. I'm only want to be your friend because I think you're nice enough because you're a pop star. So it is sad, though, because mm. they're the only people you can make new friends with because they're the people you meet all the time. Exactly. The Spice Girls, a band for the future mm. or a spent force, do you think? I think they're probably solo artists for the future. Mm. They're starting to go their own way and do presenting and stuff, so they're probably going to do really well separately. I think it's hard to tell. They've pretty much done everything as a band, really, haven't they? They're just like... Yeah. They, they do have a new album coming out, don't they? Yeah, they do. It'll be interesting to see how this album goes, actually, but I don't know whether them, they, as a band, will want to venture out into their solo projects for the future and just stay that way. I think do you think they're they really should pack it in, then, do you think? No, I don't think so, actually. I think they still produce really good music, but they are also really good individuals, like all on their own, doing singing and presenting, and the bits and pieces that they've done have been really great. Like, And they've come so far as a band, and they've done done so much as a band, they probably feel like they want to do their own thing now. Like, they each probably realise individual what they really want to do, what sort of music they want to do. So they might probably want to do that at this stage, and then they should do it if that's what they want to do, because it'll come across that they don't want to be there if they don't. Do you know what I mean? How much of an influence have they been on you? How much of an incentive, in a way? to get into this business 
Um, I have to say they weren't actually. We were actually together before they came out, and I remember being together and saying, "Did you hear that this girl band are in the or like top of the charts?" It was. It was when they went number one. We hadn't even heard of them when they were actually the number three the week before. So we were actually together, and I remember having the conversation. Yeah. So in actual fact, they they weren't any inspiration to us at all. Like it, it was just music in general, and we never really sat down and looked at any one band and said we'd like to be like them or we'll do this type of music. We just wanted to do our own type of music and be ourselves. Like. But I think they did help girl bands in general get um, record deals and be able to get out there. Yeah, they basically showed that young girls could do it. Does girl power still exist, or is there a modern-day equivalent of it? A modern... <laughs> do you mean our equivalent? Is that what you mean? Okay. <laughs> I do think, I do think there's, there is girl power still out there. I mean, I don't think they can forget, you know, such a, like... They, they did. They, they inspired so many young women like to actually fight for what's theirs sort of thing as well. But like we don't feel that like we have girl power. No. We we don't stand for girl power. Like people, but power. women, <laughs> but women in the world are a lot more powerful now than they used to be, and they'll probably always be that way. They seem to be like a lot more career minded. Years ago, it was said that girl bands and boy bands wouldn't last. Yet they're still thriving, and they really are thriving even more so now. How do you think they've managed to survive, like yourselves? Well, it's popular music. It's good music. People want to listen to it. It's positive music most of the time, pop music, and people want to hear it. And yeah. like sometimes it, you know, it takes its time. And sometimes pop music will be a girl boys and boy bands. So it might be less of them in one area, or else it'll grow to be bigger in another area. And it always goes that way. Lindsay, there's lots of girl bands out there. What do you think has made The Witch survive and, and succeed so well? Um, I think we, we kind of came along pretty much in the very beginning of all the kind of girl band rush. I think that, that was kind of helpful for us because we were already established as a band before you know a lot of girl bands started coming out. But I think our difference was our music, for one, was very different. It had that Irish influence and um, our image was very different. We were the only band who wore all denim. <laughs> um, and we were quite we're tomboyish in the beginning. Well. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, we kind of stood out from any other girl bands that were around at the time. Irish groups and artists generally have become very popular, including yourselves. Are you sort of waiting for a backlash in a way? No. I think um, commercially, like, it was very hard to bring a commercial act out of Ireland. And, like, five, six years ago, when Boyzone first started, they really opened the door for commercial acts to come out. And now that we're able to actually get over to England and make a, a bigger thing and, you know, they know where to channel it for, out of Ireland, I think there will always be Irish acts around. And it seems like, you know, it's all about Ireland and we're storming the charts at the moment. And it's only because it's the first chance that we've had to get commercial acts out of Ireland. So I think that you'll always see more and more coming out now. And the door is open and I think it'll always be open now. But which have always had a reputation for being squeaky clean? Is that hard to live up to? We were, um, we actually, um, that wasn't something that's, that was something that was put on us rather than something that we were trying to be. I think um, your normal pop star would stay up late, go to parties and be kind of rock and roll. But we're not really like that, so in that case the press gave us the name of squeaky yeah. clean. And I think it turned out to be worse than we actually are. <laughs> so I think what happened was as well as if one of us had a squeaky clean answer, it actually went across board for four of us. So as in like, what's your favourite drink? Mine is milk. So then it was like, Bewitch's favourite drink is milk. Do you drink alcohol? I don't drink alcohol. So it was like, Bewitch don't drink alcohol. And they always kind of looked at us as one person and they would pick the, like the nicest answer of all of it and put it across the board. Mm. So that's why we came across so squeaky clean. Mm. But then there's also no skeletons in the cupboard and that's why as well. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And it hasn't been something to live up to because it just happens to be how we are. 
Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you think, should we make something up? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what they want. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Sinead, you've always described in the press as the, the sensible one. But, I mean, is there anything... Have the group ever done thing really outrageous? Well, I, I think we're actually we're all quite sensible. Um, so I wouldn't just say, put my hand up and say, oh, I'm the only sensible one. Um, we are actually all very, very sensible. And no, we haven't done <laughs> anything quite never? outrageous at all, actually. No, no, we haven't, no. We've never done anything quite rock and roll, have we? No. That, that should be a um, New Year's resolution. Do something outrageous yeah. this year. <laughs> As you say, you, you once said that you drunk milk. Were you ever asked to advertise milk? No, I wasn't actually. I wish I was. I could maybe get a year's supply of it or something, do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I do drink quite a bit. Mm. <laughs> is it, would Bewitch do advertising? Would they, or is there anything they wouldn't advertise? No, would um, Well, obviously you wouldn't do alcohol or cigarettes. Or, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't do underwear. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's another one. No, I, would, I wouldn't say no, no. <laughs> we put it over our jeans and a jumper. <laughs> what do you mean now you wouldn't say no? Oh, no, I wouldn't say no. Well, I'd never say never because you never know. Oh, okay. So, exactly. <laughs> next year you could see me all over the place in my underwear, so you just never know. A lot of the Bewitch fans are very young children. Is that a great responsibility to you all? Um, well, surprising enough to actually us ourselves, when we did a tour, there was an awful lot of um, older people there and the groups of guys at some. And so, Overall, the audiences are not like really, really young, but we actually eat the young ones that are, that are fans. We don't feel a responsibility because um, we are the way we are, and we don't feel a pressure to be a certain way. But in, I don't know, like we would feel pressured if we if it was all a big act from yeah. day one, we would actually would feel the pressure. But it isn't, and it is just the way we are, and we are nice people naturally. So like, we, no, we don't feel pressured whatsoever. And what percentage of your fans are male? Oh, Lord, 99. not many of it, actually. <laughs> Why are you joking? Um, it's hard to tell because the male fans tend to step back a bit and they don't go mad. And I mean, we the majority of male fans we didn't see till the concerts yeah. because the males, they don't run around and folly around and stuff. So it's kind of hard to say. But the majority of them are girls, mm. definitely. I mean, you've obviously seen the girls screaming after boys' own yeah. and stuff. Is it a bit disappointing that you don't yes. have young lads? You work hard. You know? Yes. I think it is. I've, oh, yeah. Sometimes I say, I wish we were a boy band. Because <laughs> it's so hard to get that reaction from people. Mm. You just have to work so much harder with your music and your look and your dancing and all. Yeah, you, do. you can't just step on stage and everyone go, ah. Yeah, well, boys just don't want to seem uncool in front of their friends. They don't yeah. want to go, ah. <laughs> it would be so easy if they decided Not to turn me. like girls. Yeah. So we'd just like, yes. Mm. <laughs> Do you never get trapped in your hotel or anything with girls screaming out, with boys screaming outside, whatever? No. It's no. never that bad. <laughs> um, on the tour, there was always people outside the hotel, but it's never so bad that you can't go in. Have you ever had to tone down your dance routines or your lyrics for fear of leading on youngsters or misguided males or whatever? Um... No, actually, the only one thing we had to do was in America, and you know the lyric, I'll show you mine if you show me yours, in, in Say La Vie. But to us, it actually meant nothing at the time until they brought it to our attention when we actually started um, performing it. And in America, on Disney Radio, we had to change that to... Um, queen, we had to sing I'll Be The Queen and You'll Be The King twice. We, mm. we weren't allowed to sing those lyrics. But, I mean, generally speaking, your dance routines are quite raunchy, though, aren't they? You've never I been... So. I think well, so. I think so. Some of them are. You're probably that. one of the only people that has <laughs> ever, <laughs> ever said that, ever said it or ever noticed it, if they are. described as bouncy dancers, but mm. not raunchy. Right. It's the only time we've ever had to cut it down was to sing life. Because mm. <laughs> yeah. it's hard. Do you aim to be wholesome, then? Is this the idea? No, it's just the way... We're not, I mean, we're not, like, all wholesomely, like, as people think we are. Mm. I mean, we do drink. We do go out, like, well, Adele doesn't drink. <laughs> 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 she doesn't go out. <laughs> but I mean, we do do like 
things and um and in the new video we're going to be dancing with boys <gasps> oh my god <laughs> that's probably going to be a shock to the nation they're probably going to go oh be wish we didn't think to dance did with things <laughs> have you ever had trouble from disturbed fans at all stalkers or no. No. no we haven't the only trouble we've ever had really is like when you're on holidays or if we're in the sunshine we've got a bit of time off you do kind of have people across the other side of the beach or up in their balcony taking a video camera without asking or anything mm. and that I mean it's not very comfortable in a way because you kind of look and you're sitting here in your bikini and you're like oh ooh, they're recording me like do you know what I mean it feels a bit uncomfortable but we've been okay mm-hmm. does Spain make you a bit paranoid at all I suppose it can do. It can do sometimes when you think people are staring and you haven't washed your hair that day or something. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? It can make you paranoid, definitely, about the way you look because you always think you have to look right if you're going to the shop. You can't just walk out with whatever you look like. You have to be conscious about what you look like. Yeah, I think you get paranoid as well because people are always quick to judge you because you're in the public eye. And I mean, I, only recently there's one girl at home and she said, oh, I'd never be nice to them because they're famous. They would expect me to. And what a stupid way to think. Oh, no. And I was disgusted when I heard that. I was just like, well, I never liked the girl anyway. <laughs> one of the other downsides of fame is criticism from the press and the public and so on. How sensitive are you to criticism? Um, at the beginning, it was, a fa- uh, it was quite hard actually because there was always like little things but you do get used to it and you know you kind of say to yourself oh well they're just going to write it anyway and you yeah, kind of accept it but sometimes they can they days. can say th- you know things about you personally um, yes. and it can it can be like only you're only yeah. human so and you think there's like so many thousands of people are going to read that about me that and it's like his opinion or her opinion yes, <laughs> right. I'm sorry. you know so um and and people do tend even if it's like a tabloid newspaper they do kind of read it and discuss it and say and believe it but even you we do yeah everybody just believes what they read because we would read something like look at this and then you have to sit back and go no it mightn't be true but you generally do think it's true your first reaction is to believe it and react to it exactly but I, I hate when they, um, they'd ask you a question. Sometimes they ask you a question, and then when the answer actually comes out in an interview, there will be another question put to it. So mm. your question looks quite cocky or looks quite something else. I hate when they do that. It seems to be trendy in the music industry at the moment to be involved in the internet. Are you involved in any way, apart from your official website? No. no I don't no. like it, actually. I don't like computers. Right. Not into them. <laughs> no, I mean... I um, have a computer at home, home, and I have like surfed it like once or twice. But because we're on the road the whole time, I just don't have any access to it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if I needed the information to it, I probably would like, yeah. you know, go and say, oh, and look, look yeah. it up. It is handy, but yeah, we we do a lot of web chats in America. They don't seem to do as many of them over here, but in America they do quite a lot actually. There's a lot of adoring websites of Bewitch, but there's also a couple of what they call oh, anti-websites. Yeah. Yeah, Have you I seen those? It's absolutely it? scary. Mm. It's got blood all over us and everything. And it's got like our skeleton heads and our skulls and everything. And it's got um, a hundred reasons why you should They're hate quite Bewitched. some of them reasons, aren't they? Yeah, disgusting. Absolutely disgusting minded. It's like the people have nothing better to do than to think of things like that. But in a way, yeah, in a way it's kind of cool though because you're still making those people happy even though they hate us. Yeah. (laughs) Because they're happy making a like bewitched website, like hate bewitched. You're still like, well, we're still making you smile. We're obviously obviously (laughs) affecting them in some way, so that's grand. Yeah, the one I saw this morning was called Destroy the Evil of Billion Bewitched. And what's so evil about us? What sort of things did they say? (laughs) (laughs) It is mad. But one of the points they were making, which I thought was fair point, was that... One of the things by which prove is that you have to be good-looking to get in the music industry. I mean, you, you're stupid now. No offence, but that's a sweet thing to say, but 
like we, I mean, us as four people, like when we, we got ourselves together and we never, we never looked for that in each other. And obviously, yeah. like most people don't really think that they're that good looking themselves anyway. Do you know what I mean? And it's, it's all about image as well, to be honest. And there isn't, everybody in the music business isn't that good looking. You can work on image, we can't work on talent. That's it. And like I think some of the mistakes that people make when they're getting bands together is they, they get a good looking band together and think about talent later. Yeah. But I think you need to get the talents and, and then work, work on, on the image. image. You can always work on somebody's image. Um, yeah. In the UK, I think it's that's more right. In the UK, you have to be a good-looking band in the UK, which is very unfortunate. Because, um, but in uh, other places like America and stuff, you don't have to be. It's, mm. it's mostly about the music. Do you think any of you would be sitting here if you were ugly? Then, um, well, I mean, it, like, it, you, and in what fairness, now, if you look back to the Sailor V video, we didn't look so great in that. <laughs> we really didn't, though. Yeah. Like the only one that looked nice in that was probably Lindsay. The rest of us looked hilarious. Please, see this bit my jeans. No, but yeah, but that was your jeans. But as, <laughs> as in a cute little face and all, like the rest of us look hilarious. I think our hair and all is just like get a grip. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So our image, we worked right on our image. We did work on our image. Yeah. But I mean, there's photographs you see of us together probably before, you know, when we first met each other. And I tell you, we don't look that great. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about makeup and hair as well. It really is. And I think makeup and hair does a lot for people when they're on TV and that. Yeah, we are beautiful. No, personality. <laughs> And it does personality shine too. There's a lot, of, a lot of groups when they first come out and they look, they don't look so good looking until you actually get to know the personality mm. of the group or the talent, and that can make them good looking. Yeah. Because it, like personally for me, I don't think that the Backstreet Boys are that good looking. And when they first came out, I was just like, no, they really are good looking. But now they're a good looking band, and it's because of their music and their personality, and they've worked on their image as well, yeah. and they look like a good looking band now. And same, and think when we first mm-hmm. saw a picture of them, we were like, oh god, they're not very good looking. But <laughs> <laughs> but when we actually got we went on tour with them and got to know them. <laughs> And got to know them. They're really nice guys and very talented guys as well. Because no. the, the main criticism of girl bands and boy bands is that you know there is no talent. It's all choreographed and staged and manufactured and everything else. Oh, yeah. But your response is. But you have to have talent to sing, and you have to have talent to dance, and you have to have talent to be able to do all these interviews and to make people smile. Yeah. You, like you can't just put anyone on the stage, tell them to dance, sing, and be. Um, in the public eye, like yeah, exactly. you can't tell anyone to yeah. do that. And also, I think, personally, I think you're born with a voice. And for that, you're born with a voice. If you can't sing when you're born, you're not going to sing. You're not going to learn it. But um, yeah, anyone can play any in- any instrument. If we wanted to play any instrument in the world, we could learn it. Mm. We could play it. It's anyone can learn, but not everybody can sing. Have you girls ever been asked to pose nude for a men's magazine? And if no, so, what sure. would you say? Uh, no, we haven't, and no, I wouldn't. I want to know why <laughs> we haven't, though. <laughs> why haven't they asked me? Which? Probably because they know right well. That's the no. question put to the world now, I'd <laughs> say no. Is it a definite, is yeah. it a group policy, or if one of you yeah, wants to do that? Just, uh, do it if you want. Do yeah. it if you want, but, uh, but none of us would. Why so I suppose that, that makes us look thing? even squeakier clean than no, we wear a minute. Like it, 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 people think to be se- a lot of some people think oh you're sexy is like take you, you take your clothes off, but it can be sexy not to like exactly. take your clothes off and it's have people wondering. And it's I think it's more sexy to keep the mind wondering. Yeah. And especially with, like we're four girls and we're in the public eye, you know, you want to keep something for yourself and you don't want people to know everything about you. I wouldn't, you know, yeah. and I, I wouldn't feel comfortable with knowing that everybody knew me knew everything like all me what I was my natural thing like no I would be really be mortified sitting in a studio with no top on with a photographer in my face no thanks I would just be embarrassed the whole country was looking at me with no clothes on I wouldn't like that (laughs) now would you like to be taken more seriously as a group generally by the critics and everyone would Everybody would be like to take more serious by everybody, but there's going to be people who hate you, and there's going to be people who love you. So you just have to kind of 
Go with, with the bass. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I mean, the Beatles started off with very light pop stuff and became very serious and mm. very highly regarded. I, I mean, suppose, is that... yeah, I suppose you know, if you if you stick around for a number of years and you keep doing well, I think people mm. eventually respect mm. you for that alone, because it's hard it's a hard thing to do to mm. stay in this music industry mm. for longer than a few years. You know. I mean, you wrote write most of your own songs now, yeah. I think, don't mm. you? Have you ever considered writing anything really heavy or political or whatever? Uh, well, actually, I did, actually. I remember when I first listened to Lauren, C- Lauren Hill CD and whatever, it made me just go, right, and I, I put, like, words down and it was real kind of political and it was real... But I think that CD just it did that to me, I don't know, because she's so like that, you know. I think I've written songs like that before, like that I would just have, but it's, it's hard to kind of have a political view in the public. Because it's because then they it's know what you're controversial. Because yeah. then they know mm. what you're thinking and something. So it's I'd kind of rather not quote on things like that. Well, even as a group, like we write really positively, and even if it's some, if it's something that is quite negative, we'll always turn it to be a positive. But I mean, I'm sure we've all written things like that have been negative. Because obviously, if something bad happens, you just like if you're not writing a song, I write down my feelings sometimes, and there's obviously some feelings in there that are quite negative. But if I was to sit and write a song on them, I would probably turn it around and realise the positive positive side of it when I actually write the song, do you know what I mean? Because of the name Bewitched, do some people think there's a dark side to the band? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah people think we're witches. They do. Yeah. There are the kids in America, some of them think we're, we're witches. Like, and, then and the Catholic I remember Church gave out as well. Oh, we were given out. Yeah, the Catholic Church gave out one time because um, we did well, a. Just gave out, mean. We did. Oh, oh, um, oh, told us off. Told off. Oh, told off. Well, we were when we were we were on this morning <coughs> with uh, White Witch Titania, doing them um, some spells like, and they kind of gave out and said, "Oh, the Catholic the Catholic girl should know better than that." Like, right. <laughs> oops. <laughs> but I mean, there isn't a dark side, presumably. No, it's all no, just no, that no, some no. people. Does no, that no, worry no. you that they think that? No. No, I mean. Actually, I remember in America one time as well, and somebody thought we were a big rock band. Do you remember? Because there is a rock band called Bewitched. There's a rock band called Bewitched, and that's why they kind of. There's a, two websites. There's our websites, and then there's a rock band called Bewitched, and they had gotten that rock that uh, website up and thought that's who they were interviewing. Yeah, they came and went. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> what? I know that uh, you've spoken the two of you in the past about sort of psychic feelings you've had as twins. Have you had anything more recently that you no. haven't talked about? Do you know what's so weird? This is actually quite sad, but I sat on holidays and tried to call you. So oh, my mind, really? I did. Really? Yeah, I was sitting and I was just looking at the fish, and I thought I'd really love to talk to you down there. And I closed my eyes and I was really, really concentrating and trying, but you never answered me. <laughs> yeah. I haven't. Did the fish um, go round a bit faster. Yeah, they were going. Flying. <laughs> <laughs> Between us, I haven't lately, but lately I've been either dreaming or thinking of something, and it, and it happens not so long later. And you've had that for quite a while, anyway, haven't you? I have. It's actually only I have this thing that if something is going to happen, I'll only know about two or three seconds before it happens little things like I go I see myself cutting myself with a scissors but I'll keep going and I'll cut myself and I remember thinking I always do this I must stop next time because I did that to you I don't know what it was and I said don't do that because that's going to fall just don't do it and she was like really and I was like yeah it's weird because I remember the last time it happened was um, I was in America and we were coming home with loads of stuff because we bought it all for Christmas and I had to go out and buy a new bag so for some reason I had an hour or two but I I didn't want to buy a new bag I was saying I was saying to myself, I'm not going to buy a new bag because we were doing, um, you know, Donnie and Marie Osmond. We were doing their show in the afternoon. And I said to myself, for some reason, I feel like I'm going to get a bag at Donnie and Marie. 
like a whole doll at a TV show. So I said, so I'm not going to buy a bag. And I was saying to myself, don't be so ridiculous, go out and get a bag. And then I kept telling myself, don't, because you're going to get a whole doll at Donny and Marie. And we went in, and Donny and Marie gave us a whole doll. Oh, bless they gave us four bags, Donny and Marie bags, and that was really weird. And then before that, I had dreamt, um, we were doing roller coaster on the Women's World Cup, and I had dreamt that we did it, but it was the wrong version of the song, and we made a mess of it, look. And then um, the next day, we were doing the Women's World Cup, and it was the wrong version of the song, and we made a mess of it. It was really weird. And then when we were on tour, the kabuki in front of uh, the cargo net. Kabuki? Kabuki is a, it's a big uh, sheet that just comes down with a flick of a button lock. Um, that was up in front of the cargo net, and we were standing there, and I saw it come down in front of me. And then I looked up to see if it was hooked on right, and I said, oh, don't be stupid. And a minute later, it fell down in front of me exactly the way I saw it. So that's kind of freaking me out lately, because yeah. I'm really seeing things like that lately. Sure. It's weird. It happened to me uh, <laughs> yeah. over, just over the... We've had a month off, like, and it happened mm. to me. You know, I think I'd be singing a song, and next while it'd come on the radio, and it's like... <laughs> it's really mm. and just like feeling things I have to ring somebody and feeling I have to do yeah. and then ringing and finding out there's something wrong but knowing that there was something wrong yeah. really really strange when things like that happen actually happened. that happened to me on holidays I was watching telly and I was watching this story and it was a really moving story about a mother and her child and then after I'd watched the story I really felt like I was going to see this woman outside when I went to dinner or whatever and I, never, and I didn't really say anything and I was thinking don't be stupid, don't be stupid and I swear I saw that woman the next day walking along the beach <laughs> and something really sad had happened and she was dressed in black and she had a thing over her head and all and I, was, no. I swear I saw that woman on the beach it's just sure really weird <laughs> <laughs> I, I know it is very, very weird like. it was in the milk perhaps uh, because you two are so close, do you worry about alienating the other two at all? No. 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 I think we're all very yeah, close. Yeah, we all are. We've never made you feel like we... No, never. No. There's all, obviously, there's that extra little something because yeah. we're twins, but it's never really that noticeable that they would be alienated. Like. Have you ever done any of those naughty things that identical twins do, like swap, yeah. swap dates and things like that? When we were younger, we used to do it, and then the last time we did it was Top of the Pops. Last Christmas. Uh, Christmas before last... And we, um, Kiwi dressed up as me, so everybody the thought... fans were so confused. They couldn't <laughs> tell which... They thought there was two wee gels, like, there we go. Right. <gasps> that was really funny. But even my mum got confused. My mum and my friend, when we actually came out of the airport, they were like, oh, there's Edel. And then, there's and then I came out and they went, oh, there's Edel. Which one's Edel? And they got really confused. <laughs> now, you said earlier that you're no longer living in the house altogether that you were living yeah. in before. So what is the situation with your housing? Um, well, I've got an apartment at home that I just... In Dublin. In Dublin, right. That I just got, but when I'm in London, it's just hotels. Um, we did have an apartment, but because we spent so much time in America, there was just no points. Mm. Rent down the drain, so... Right. Yeah, we just gave it up. Yeah. Got a lovely hotel room to live in. And, and the yeah, two yeah. of you, are you living together as...? No, we're just in hotels. Right. I have um, to say, I'd like to look out for something now. Yeah. Mm. Over here, preferably, probably, because we spend so much time here. No, I'm staying in an apartment <laughs> in London. Right. Yeah. And do, do you all have... Places in Dublin, though, or you just go back to your family? Family. My parents live in the country, so it's just <coughs> handier for me. My friends are in Dublin, so I said, no more of this running around. I'm just going to dump my bags and everybody can come and see me. Mm. <laughs> but everyone imagines you're millionaires now, so have you have you bought no. places for your family and all that sort of stuff? No. I mean, oh, we, we get a million every time you see us on TV. <laughs> Imagines is the key word. <laughs> so you're not millionaires yet, then? No. Imagines is the key word. We're comfortable. We're happy. But I mean, when people get famous and, and fairly wealthy anyway, they buy things for their parents and stuff. Are your parents still living in the council house in Dublin or? No, no, no they own their own house. Right. Always did. But right. we, um, I mean, we're so young. I think obviously we'd like to look after our own security and our own future first. Do you know what I mean? Because we are quite yeah. young and you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. I think also with your parents, if they've lived in a house like for their whole life, you know, I don't think like if, if you said to them, oh, I'm going to buy you this, 
I don't think my parents would would go because no. it's their home. Mm-hmm. You know, they've made it their home and it's theirs. You know, so I think I think they'd stay where they were. Yeah, because <laughs> mum and dad have le- lived there since they got married, so mm. I don't think they'd really want to move too many memories. Do you consider yourselves Irish still, or, or do you not yeah. spend much time over there now? And, uh, oh, we're yeah, we're still Irish. We don't spend a lot of time over there, but we are still very Irish. Mm. It's kind of weird because the amount of English people around us, we thought that we'd at least have changed our accent by now, and you don't actually you find that English people start taking our accent mm-hmm. then after a while, and there's only four of us, and yet there would be <laughs> forty of them. Mm-hmm. So that's strange. Does it seem weird that in all corners of the world people have your pictures on the wall, know who you are and stuff, yet you have no idea who they are, of course? Yeah, it's that's a very, very strange feeling, actually. It's a nice feeling, though, because it, it makes you feel like all your hard work and travelling around the wor- world is paid off. Yeah, exactly. I think it's it's scary when when they do finally meet you sometimes. They go, Kiwi, and they run up. And I think they forget that you don't know them because yeah. they know you so much, and then that's a bit, hmm? Why do you do that yourself like, sometimes, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I've done that a couple of times. Like, oh, you see people TV. off the TV and you go, oh, hello, and you go, oh, I don't know them. Yeah. <laughs> How much time do you spend together when you're not working now because you're, living, you're not living together anymore, as it were? Um, well, I think, you see, the more time we get now, the separate places we've got to go. But, like, when a few years ago, when we all lived quite close to each other in Dublin, we used to, like, always kind of meet up with each other as well. But now we've got separate places to go. Like, Lindsay might go to Greece, Kiwi may stay in England, Sinead's got her apartment in Ireland, and maybe one of us would even want to go away for the weekend. So we usually, like, we usually go to different places, so we don't see each other a lot, but we're always on the phone. We miss each other when we're not we with each other. Yeah. If there are major differences between any of you, do you immediately fear for the future of the group? No. No. <laughs> yeah. Everybody is different. Yeah. We, have, we have four totally different... Like, I think myself and Sinead are very, very different from each other, but that, you know, that makes us our own and it makes good conversation as well, so... Lindsay, how long do you want Bewitch to go on and, and what do you want to achieve? Um, I want to be doing so lovey when we're all in our Zimmer frames. <laughs> no, I want to stay. I want to stay together as long as people still want to hear our music, and as long as we're, we're four of us are happy and we're still enjoying it, and you know, things just kind of happen naturally. So when it ends, it ends. Kiwi, what do you think is most likely to put an end to Bewitch one day? That's a terrible I'd imagine question. <laughs> I think the public. Only well, when because I think yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think uh, I think. W- I feel anyway at the moment definitely that we are such four good friends and I don't think any of us are going to walk away so I think it'll be we'd just be as long as people want us I think so Sinead do you worry about your futures beyond the band? Um, no I don't worry about it because ever since I was growing up and went to college this is what I wanted to do so I'm living what I want to do so I don't worry what's you know what's going to be around the corner Um you obviously think about it. Yeah, yeah, worry. you think about it, but I don't like. It. I, don't <laughs> I don't worry. If I've come this far and worked this hard, I'm sure I could do something else. You know. So, so. what do you think you all might do? If I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to say. Oh, I definitely want to do this, this, and this. I've got a few ideas in my head, but I just like going to concentrate on on the band, you know, for the moment, and then, yeah, exactly. you know, things will probably become more clear. Actually, you know, you in the future. I'd love to stay in the music business right. afterwards. Right. I, w- I would love to do um, TV presenting. Right. That's I really enjoy doing that actually. I'd like to stay in the music business as well, but actually recently I've been thinking about acting. Lovely. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you.